Daphne, Phineas's child, was the first love of great Apollo, a love not lit by chance, unwitting, but by Cupid's spiteful wrath. The god of Delos, proud in victory, saw Cupid draw his bow's taut arc and said, Mischievous boy, what are a brave man's arms to you? That gear becomes my shoulder's best. My aim is sure. I wound my enemies. I wound wild beasts. My countless arrows slew, but now the bloated python, whose vast coils across so many acres spread their blight. You and your loves, you have your torch to light them. Let that content you, never claim my fame. And Venus the son replied, Your bow, Apollo, may vanquish all, but mine shall vanquish you, as every creature yields to power divine. So likewise shall your glory yield to mine. Then winding through the air, his eager way, he stood upon Pernasus's shady peak, and from his quiver's laden armory, he drew two arrows of opposing power, one shaft that rouses love, and one that routs it. The first glimpsed bright with piercing point of gold, the other, dull and blunt, is tipped with lead. This one he lost in Daphne's heart, the first he shot to pierce Apollo to the marrow. At once he loves, she flies the name of love, delighting in the forest's secret depths, and trophies of the chase, a nymph to vie, with heaven's virgin huntress, fair Diana. A careless ribbon held her straying hair. Many would woo her, she rejecting all, manless, aloof, Ranged through the untrodden woods, nor cared what love, what marriage rights might mean. Often the father said, My dearest daughter, it is my due to have a son-in-law. Often her father said, It is my due, child of my heart, to be given grandchildren. She hated like a crime, the bond of wedlock, and bashful blushes tingeing her fair cheeks. With coaxing arms, embraced him and replied, my dear, dear father, grant I may enjoy virginity forever. This Diana was granted by her father. He indeed yielded, but Daphne, why her loveliness thwarts her desire, her grace denies her prayer. Apollo saw her, loved her, wanted her, her for his bride, and wanting, hoped, deceived by his own oracles. And as the stubble flames in the harvest fields, or as a hedge catches a light when some late wayfarer chances a torch too close, or in the dawn discards the smoldering embers, so love's fire consumed the god. His whole heart was aflame, and high the hopes that stoked his fruitless passion. He sees the loose disorder of her hair, and thinks, what if it were neat and elegant? He sees her eyes shining like stars, her lips, but looking's not enough. Her fingers, hands, her wrists, her half-bare arms, how exquisite, and sure her hidden charms are best. But she flies swifter than the light-foot wind, nor stops to hear him calling, Stay, sweet nymph, oh, stay. I am no foe to fear. Lambs flee from wolves, and hinds from lions, and the fluttering doves from eagles. Every creature flees its foes. 
but love spurs my pursuit. Oh, you will fall, and briars graze your legs for shame, and I lust the cause of your distress. The ground you race across is rough, you run too fast, check your swift flight, and I'll not chase so fast. Yet ask who loves you, no rough rester am I, no unkempt shepherd guarding here his flocks and herds. You do not know you fly, you madcap girl, because you do not know. I am the lord of Delphi, Tenedos and Potara and Tleros are my realms. I am the son of Jupiter. By me, things future, past and present are revealed. I shape the harmony of song and strings. Sure are my errors, but one surer still has struck me to the heart, my carefree heart. The art of medicine I gave the world, and all men call me healer. I possess the power of every herb. Alas, that love no herb can cure, that skills which help afford to all mankind fail now to help their lord. Mauhiek tried to say, but she in fear fled on and left him and his words unfinished. Enchanting still, she looked, her slender limbs bay in the breeze, her fluttering dress blown back, her hair behind her streaming as she ran, and flight enhanced her grace. But the young god could bear no more to waste his blandishments, and love was driving him, pressed his pursuit. And as a beagle sees across the stubble a hare and runs to kill, and she for life, he almost has her. Now, yes, now he's sure, she is his, his training muzzle scrapes her hills, and she half thinks she's got, and as he bites, Snatches away his teeth touch, but his she's gone. So ran the god and the girl. He sped by hope and she by fear. But he, bound on the wings of love, ran faster, gave her no respite. Hot on her flying hills and breathing close upon her shoulders and her tumbling hair. Upon her strength, her strength was gone. The travail of her flight vanquished her and her face was deathly pale. And then she saw the river, swift pinyas, and called, Help, Father, help! If mystic power dwells in your waters, change me and destroy my baleful beauty that has pleased too well. Scarce had she made her prayer, when through her limbs a dragging langour spread. Her tender bosom was wrapped in thin smooth bark, her slender arms were changed to branches and her hair to leaves. Her feet but now so swift were anchored fast in numb steep roots. Her face and head became the crown of a green tree. All that remained of Daphne was her shining loveliness. And still Apollo loved her. On the trunk he placed his hand and felt beneath the bark. His heart, her heart still beating, held in his embrace. Her branches pressed his kisses on the wood, yet from his kisses still the wood recoiled. My bride, he said, since you can never be, at least, sweet laurel, you shall be my tree. My lyre, my locks, my quiver you shall red. You shall attend the conquering lords of Rome. When joy shouts triumph and the capital welcomes the long procession, you shall stand beside Augustus's gates, show sentinel on either side, guarding the oak between. My brow is ever young, my locks unshorn, so keep your leaves, proud glory ever green.
Thus spoke the God, the Lord in ascent, inclined her new-made branches and bent down or seemed to bend her head, her leafy crown.